0: Welcome, everyone, to Knuck If You Buck, the Milwaukee Bucks podcast that explains how your local team stacks up against the rest of the NBA. Hey, Hoopheads, once you finish listening to this episode, be sure to check out the rest of the Hoopheads Podcast Network for even more great basketball content. Hey there, hi there, ho there, and welcome to Nuck If You Buck, the Milwaukee Bucks show hosted by me, Devin Zanskis, and brought to you by Hoopheads, as always. Today I'm coming at you solo, but we have the re- return of Brooke Lopez, George Hill, and Pat Connaughton to cover, as well as another winning week. Hopefully that can continue to be a trend in our intro. Um, Fortunately, the Bucks left a bit of a sour taste in our mouths from... Uh, the Saturday early evening game uh, in Minnesota, however, uh, that was without Giannis. He was a late scratch, so we can, you know, we have more of a right to shrug our shoulders at that one. But also, uh, we should maybe we should maybe still expect our team to pull it out here, um, given that we still had. Uh Drew, Giannis, Brooke, and his return. He actually had, he had a phenomenal game. He had a stretch where he had 11 straight bucks points, but we couldn't really uh, slow down the Timberwolves. We'll get to more of that. Uh, we also faced the Sacramento Kings, who really gave us a, a run for our money there until... Uh, until we had some clutch defense against against uh, Sacramento in our first game against Dante. And then uh, full circle going back to the first game of the week since I'd last recorded. And also Brooke and George Hill's return on the same night. Was the first time the Bucks had won in Utah since 2001. Uh... With that, with that beloved Milwaukee Bucks team, of course. Uh, if I remember correctly, there might have even been, uh, been a, a been a game winner uh, that led to a Bucks victory in Utah uh, way back when, when I was only maybe four years old at the time. So, uh, yeah, of course we don't play in Utah necessarily every season. So uh might not be as crazy as it sounds but still uh quite absurd so i'll get into the game action right away uh i'll start off i'll just go chronologically starting off with that jazz game uh which led to the bucks taking care of business in uh the return of our guys uh largely helped by a weird foul by uh, Donovan Mitchell with around 50 seconds left. He had a frustration foul uh, against Chris Middleton in the backcourt, and it was funny because uh, it was reviewed for being an away-from-the-play foul, which isn't something I was particularly familiar with. And it was deemed just a common foul that sent Chris Middleton, uh, to the line. But if it were deemed that away from the play foul, which it was clearly away from the play, Chris uh, had had uh, gotten rid of the ball, uh, with plenty of time uh, after the Mitchell foul. I think it would have been treated similar to similar to a technical foul, but. Uh, either way, the Bucks starters in this one were uh, Drew Holiday, Grayson Allen, Chris Middleton, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and Bobby Portis. Brooke came off the bench here, but he would start later in the week in Giannis's absence. The Jazz starters were uh, Mike, Mike Conley, Donovan Mitchell, Royce O'Neal, Daniel House Jr., and Rudy Gobert. Uh, of course, the Jazz lost... Uh, Joe Ingles for for the rest of the season, so they moved his salary to Portland, uh, which got them Nikhil Alexander-Walker uh, in return, which I think a lot of people were looking for the Jazz to make a bigger move than that at the trade deadline, um, since... Keel Alexander Walker is still a bit more p- potential than production at this point, but at least they did something with uh Joe ingle's contract. I think they still have a right to be disappointed, though. And then uh Boyan Boyan Bogdanovich was also uh missing for the Jazz in this one, which helped the, the Bucks odds. Uh both teams were top four in three point three pointers allowed, and it uh that really reared its ugly head early in the first quarter, uh, as Chris Middleton and Donovan Mitchell each scored uh, back on um, back-to-back possessions for their squads. And after the first quarter, the uh, his high-scoring affair, the Bucks were down by just two, but it was thirty-seven to thirty-nine. Chris with nine points and two rebounds to Donovan Mitchell's 14 points and three assists. And in the second quarter was when Brooks saw his first action and he was uh, already showing his impact early. I think he had airballed his first three and missed his second attempt, but then he splashed in his third attempt and he still looks to be uh, uh, the same intimidator um, in the paint. I feel like he's a little more foul prone now, but uh, we can give him some time to get his sea legs back after missing uh, several months. Uh, we, we also are still seeing um, the complainer in Brooke after every single foul, and it's usually pretty obvious when Brooke fouls, but uh, Brooke was getting, a, uh, I think, a, a generous whistle uh, on the defensive end. Uh in Minnesota against Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, either way, though, I'll, I'll leave it at that. I'm fine with uh, Brooke getting the benefit of the doubt. Uh, Hassan Whiteside is in Utah now, and he backs up Rudy Gobert, giving Utah uh, 48 minutes of elite rim protection, uh, in, w- in which uh, Whiteside... Uh, would meet Giannis at the summit in the second quarter. However, Giannis would have a three straight, uh, buckets later on, uh, Bobby and Drew also hit consecutive, uh, Threes for the Bucks, uh leading Milwaukee to a 68-59 lead at halftime. Giannis had 17.6 rebounds and four assists. And Donovan Mitchell had 18 points, two rebounds, and three assists. Uh, early in the third, Bobby Portis would get mixed up a bit with Royce O'Neal after Royce had uh, had a really uh, overzealous uh Intentional foul on Grace and Allen, not only wrapping him up, but also basically throwing him to the ground. Uh, I'll give some credit to Doris Burke because she did point out that that if the roles were, were reversed, uh, every, everybody in the NBA might be having a cow. But uh, I th- I think uh, I can leave that one there as I've droned down about that for far too long. But if you do want to hear uh I don't know any more of a recap about that whole situation. <laughs> I, um, of course, I had today at work, I left my earbuds at home. So I only had my work earbuds that, uh, don't work for my phone. So I ended up binging a bunch of YouTube in lieu of, uh, of my podcasts. And I noticed on my suggestions that there was, uh, Alex Caruso breaking down the, grayson allen foul on the jj reddick podcast which you know i'll admit might be slightly irresponsible of me not to get the verdict from uh caruso himself but believe it or not even i'm a bit tired of it at this point and i knew it would just uh upset me in this long uh amidst a long day but if it interests you it's out there it could be in your suggestions as well either way um once cooler heads prevailed, it really wasn't anything uh, anything to write home about between Bobby and Royce. Bobby was just acknowledging that it was kind of BS to get so physical with Grayson for no reason in the backcourt. Uh, either way, the Jazz went on a 10-0 run in the first three minutes of the third quarter, and then a 12-0 run later from the uh, – 5 minute 15 second mark to the 2 minute 45 second mark so we got we got some uh classic uh third quarter bucks unfortunately right away to start off our week uh part of that second extended run from the jazz had to do with Giannis getting his fourth foul with more than four minutes left in the third quarter right at the beginning of that 12-0 run actually uh, thankfully, though, the Bucks would respond with a 7-0 run of their own from the two and a half to the one and a half minute mark as uh, Drew is able to step in and uh, stem the tide for the Bucks, uh, including uh, at the very end of the quarter. Drew finished around Rudy Gobert with a circuit shot, and I wasn't sure at the time if it had beaten the buzzer or not, and. I do know I probably if I were honest I probably would have uh I I I didn't think it went in I would have probably I would have probably said that he he uh missed the missed the buzzer by a smidge there but uh it was still uh just a two-point lead for the jazz going into the fourth so I think Drew is credited with that and it was uh 91-93, 91 to 93, uh, Utah Jazz taking the lead from the Bucks in that third quarter. But Bucks would have a bit more to say about that with another 7-0 run in the first three minutes of the fourth quarter. Uh, but then Quinn Snyder would su- successfully challenge uh, uh, Whiteside's contest on Giannis successfully. So um, I'm guessing. I'm guessing uh, that was probably fo- uh, followed up by a jump ball, uh, although luck would turn back towards the Bucks' way with Rudy Gay getting a technical foul for arguing a call uh, when he was clearly pushing Drew Holiday out of bounds on 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 another lay layup attempt attempt. <laughs> uh, uh, Giannis uh, also Got a couple finishes over Rudy Gobert And we get the viral clip Of the young Bucks fan uh, Flexing in Utah It was nice to see A bit of myself and in, in the young man on the, on the television There for a moment uh, Then Rudy Gobert with Charlie Horse Drew Holiday And Drew would then shortly after Dribble it off his foot the next time down uh, Putting uh a bit of fear into the bucks and that uh, we wouldn't quite be able to pull off this, uh, this fourth quarter comeback, but um, right around then was when we would see, see that Donovan Mitchell frustration foul leading to uh, a Chris leading to uh, two free throws made for Chris Middleton. And uh, (laughs) as a, it really wasn't Donovan Mitchell's day at the end of this one. Uh, Drew Holiday would sneak up behind uh, behind uh, Donovan and steal it from him, pick his pocket there. Um, Bucks would not convert though. So on the next time down, uh, Rudy Gobert got uh, a tip in following um, a Utah Jazz miss, but Javon Carter would get sent to the line again, knocking down two free throws, and Mitchell would miss a pretty good look at a three uh, to uh, reduce the reduce the deficit for the Jazz, giving them a glimmer of hope. But uh, yeah, again, I'm happy I didn't put money on. Uh, on, uh, Donovan Mitchell here late in this game has the Bucks won 117 uh, to 111 uh, again their first win in Utah since uh, since the Ray Allen uh, Big Dog and Sam Cassell days uh, yeah I think that pretty much covers it uh, pardon me but yeah we get to see more of uh, Brooke Lopez and George Hill uh, to evaluate uh, for the rest of the week there would there would definitely be a bit of news between uh, the both of them but as far as this game alone stands, uh, I don't know if it weren't if it weren't for uh, our lack of success the past uh, couple decades in Utah this maybe this win probably wouldn't have uh, wouldn't have jumped off the page. Uh, I mean, given that it was only a six-point win, I think it did have a a bit of a bit of a taste of playoff uh, basketball to it. But yeah, I'm not sure how thrilled uh, Adam Silver would be about a about a Utah Milwaukee uh, eventual NBA Finals matchup, but definitely a. Uh, Definitely a real possibility. Um, the This one was actually on national television. And the game before uh, Bucks Jazz was the uh, Jokic and Embiid matchup. Uh, in which Jokic had that really crazy uh, runner where he was clearly fouled by Embiid. And he looked... Uh, he looked really scary. Uh, when he was kind of going right at the ref in the ref's face, but others might point to the fact that that Embiid had a better statistical night. But I think Jokic fared well too uh, individually. So, <laughs> unfortunately for NBA fans, the verdict from that game was that it was ultimately a wash in in the MVP. Uh, race Jokic had a had a, a pretty clean step back on Jokic earlier in the game but we'd also get uh, a Magic Johnson uh, assist from Nikola Jokic so I'd say a pretty average outcome <laughs> for this matchup uh, before we go on uh, further into more game action, there were uh, there was some other uh, some other NBA news. Uh, both just before the Bucks Jazz game, uh, the Athletic Sham Sharania revealed that Tyreek Evans joined the herd for evaluation towards a potential deal with the Bucks, and in his first game with the herd. Uh, Tyreek had 16 points and 5 assists in 26 minutes. Uh, The the development of this is kind of interesting. I believe we were the initial favorites to sign uh, Tyreek Evans and myself and maybe others were maybe a little too enthusiastic about the possibility of Tyreek Evans. And then there's about a week of silence where... No one really knew what was happening, but other basketballs going on. Uh, and later Tyreek Evans had worked out for the Golden State Warriors. And the next bit of news was this, that Tyreek Evans would be playing with the herd for a bit. So uh, complete speculation on my end, but. It might be a sign that we should temper uh, any expectations with Tyreek Evans. Uh, I don't know. He was he he had a pretty successful career uh, with. Uh, I mean, of course, it was derailed by his his multi-year s- suspension. Uh, I know he violated the uh, NBA's anti-drug uh policy i don't have any more details there it'd be irresponsible for me to say anything without certainty but um yeah i'll always when <laughs> when i was really excited about Tyreek of course i was thinking about uh the 50 or so games he had with the memphis grizzlies where he was uh where he was he was a complete revelation for them uh And then in what might be most interesting is in Tyreek's most recent season, he was with the Indiana Pacers and I heard some negative feedback out of Indiana uh, regarding Tyreek, but uh, he did have Tyreek did score. I believe it was 19 and then 21 points in uh, one of the, one of the, uh, one of the multiple, uh, Indiana, uh, first round sweeps as of late. So he's got to have something in there for us. Uh, as a, as a 10th guy to fill in for, uh, Deandre Bembry, I'd say, uh, it's worth giving him a look, but we're, (laughs) we're all of a sudden a lot deeper now with, with, uh, getting, uh. Pat, George, and Brooke back all Within the past week Uh, The last thing I wanted to get to here before we talked About more basketball action Was um, Out of Brooklyn, Kyrie Irving um, I think this Was just recently Allowed based on the New York City mask mandates or vaccination mandates rather. Kyrie Irving was able to attend uh the Brooklyn Nets game as a spectator and he sat uh, courtside for uh a game in Brooklyn, which is super weird, uh, to state the obvious. However, the uh Nets were fined fifty thousand dollars for allowing Kyrie Irving to then enter the locker room on Sunday, which uh Asinine to me, you almost have to think that the, that the Nets, it seems weird to me that the Nets wouldn't have known that that would happen, but you know, I also, as, as rich as the Nets are throwing away $50,000 sounds, a uh, uh, even more extraordinary to me. So, uh, yeah, that's probably enough Kyrie Irving, uh, talk there. Um. Although we're not to the point yet with uh with our Timberwolves talk, our next game that, that I'll go over quick is um, in Sacramento. But Kyrie Irving, <laughs> after after uh, costing his team fifty fifty thousand dollars for uh, meandering over into the home locker room, Kyrie Irving would drop a. Uh, uh, 50 points again, Is it 50 or 60, a lot of points. He dropped a lot of points, uh, midway through the week. And then the following, uh, evening, Carl Anthony Towns would drop 60. Um, and I only am remembering this for sure now because Carl Anthony Towns, uh, tweeted at Kyrie Irving, um, excited that there are two guys from Jersey who had dropped uh, at least 50 points on consecutive nights so must have been cat who scored 60 points before Kyrie had his explosion but I don't know I won't take responsibility for any misinformation there once I get beyond the bucks I uh, I start to lose any guilt for any misinformation <laughs> on that note uh the Bucks defeated the Kings um, in their first game against Dante as Giannis dropped 36 points in a 135 to 126 victory. Bucks had their same starters with Brook Lopez continuing to come off the bench, um, and the Kings starters were De'Aaron Fox, Justin Holiday, Harrison Barnes, Trey Lyles, and Demontis Sabonis. Um, interesting that their starters here. It's a, it's a rather, it's a rather large lineup, but, um, but I thought for a lot of the game, the Kings actually went smaller with a friskier lineup, including a lot of, uh, Dante DiVincenzo and, uh, Davion Mitchell, uh, to get into the, get in the buck shorts a bit. Uh, but, um. Trey Lyles did a pretty solid job on on Giannis. He drew a charge against Giannis early in the fir- first quarter, and I think he might have done so later on in the game as well. So any guy who draws two charges on Giannis uh, in one game surely gets my respect. Uh, I'm sure I'd be in a gosh darn uh, coffin if I tried to attempt the same. Uh And, uh, Kings were making me a bit nervous by, uh, by, uh, corralling two steals and two put putbacks in short order later on in the first quarter, then they would go into the second leading 28 to 31. Chris had, uh, eight points and two assists and Demontis Sabonis had seven points and two rebounds going into the second, uh. Brooke would hit his first three-point attempt this game but uh might sound unbelievable but pretty sure I was counting right in that Brooke had uh three early whistles uh in the second quarter alone but uh naturally we're not we're not trying to throw Brooke out there for 30 minutes a game so uh, I don't know if that really affected the rotations at all uh De'Aaron Fox uh got um, got called for a technical For arguing uh, with the official And the Bucks uh, Continued the fun by uh, Going on an 11-2 to run from the 8 to the 4.5 minute mark in the second quarter uh, Fortunately though De'Aaron Fox would head to the locker room Early um, Holding his hand It seemed like that might be a thing Might be something that was lingering a bit uh, But Found it fascinating that what had triggered Fox uh, going to the locker room early was uh, a collision uh, with the Kings on offense, with Sabonis uh, hitting the deck and being uh, somewhat slow to to come back up. But uh, it seemed like he he didn't deal with any injury issues at that point. I actually just got a notification on Twitter. Um, shortly be- before recording here, that that uh, the Kings had feared that Sabonis could could have had a, a serious knee injury later on uh, this past week, but uh, he avoided serious ser- a serious knee injury and will only miss uh, an upcoming five-game road trip, according to ES- ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski. Excuse me, just burped in the microphone like an animal. <laughs> and uh, at halftime, the, the Bucks led uh, 68 to 61. Uh, Chris had 17 points, three rebounds, and four assists. Demata Sabonis, uh, our uh, resident Lithuanian on... Uh, on the other side of the microphone, the one actually on the court, not the one talking about him. Um, Sabonis had 13 points, three rebounds, and three assists. Uh, Bobby would have a uh, a huge uh, slam over a Kings defender early in the third quarter, uh, but the Kings would go on a nine to two run in the f- uh, over a two minute stretch leading to a Mike Bunholzer timeout out of the timeout. The Bucks went on a nine to three run over a three and a half minute stretch. Um, uh, although Demata Sabonis would, uh, get a block on Giannis that I thought should have been called a foul. Uh, I think there were multiple Kings contesting, uh, a drive against Giannis and then they showed the replay of it thinking it was uh, some kind of spectacular defense but truthfully uh, no one got the ball at all so uh, I'll go to bat there for Giannis and my last observation of the third quarter was that uh, for whatever reason uh, Brett Favre was courtside and sitting next to Chuck Liddell and it, you heard that right. Chuck Liddell was uh, tossing T-shirts with, uh, you know, with some of the uh, game ops, uh, you know, arena staff members, and thought it was interesting that Chuck Liddell looked like he had never, uh, never thrown a ball in his. Uh, and his dang life, the way he was throwing those t-shirts. I didn't know there was a way to throw t-shirts to make yourself look even more lame, but I don't know why I'm talking so wild on uh, Chuck Liddell right now. Cause apparently he was, um, uh, well, I'll admit I had to look him up cause I first saw him and I was like, what the heck is that cat famous famous for? And I was like, cause I was like, It looks like Dewey Cox is out there, John C. Riley, rather, but I know it's not him because I just watched uh, Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story, so I should know if that was John C. Riley. And no, this is Chuck Liddell, who is also 52 years old exactly, just like Brett Favre. So maybe they're best butts uh, sitting together courtside randomly uh, in Sacramento. Or maybe it's just some crazy coincidence. Um, in any event, the Bucks uh, went in the fourth quarter uh, with a lead. Actually, one hundred one to ninety-two. Giannis had twenty-eight points and nine rebounds, and Demontis Sabonis had uh, twenty points, five rebounds, and six assists. Uh, early in the fourth. Uh, Both Davion and De'Aaron Fox uh, Had a couple finishes through traffic In short order And um, Just like the Jazz game With Hassan Whiteside This time the Kings uh, coach Alvin Gentry uh, Successfully challenged uh, A whistle um, Against Trey Lyles Who was uh, Who uh, Who Who Bothered it bothered a uh, layup attempt by Giannis, but uh, yeah, it was after the replay. It proved to be uh, clean as a whistle there. Um, I don't think this is the first game either that I've been impressed by Trey Lyles. I think he, you know, put up as good of a fight as one could expect from uh, someone who was on the Pistons at the time, and it had me wondering if he could maybe uh, if he could maybe become. Uh, you know a lower level success story in the NBA similar to our guy Bobby Portis because you know Bobby wasn't really known uh, known for much other than possibly being like a I don't even know if he would have qualified as a good stats uh, bad team guy but you know a big man who was known more for scoring but you know maybe couldn't score quite enough at the time and maybe wasn't uh maybe wasn't uh quick enough or athletic enough tall enough to be an effective defender but i don't know i feel like i'm really i'm really reaching at this point um cuz those are perhaps more so just some repressed uh Thoughts that I originally had when we had signed Bobby Portis in which I, you know, one of my takes that, that has probably aged the worst is my, uh, dissatisfaction with the original Bobby Portis signing. And now I couldn't be happier. Uh, and yeah, hopefully our guy Bobby gets paid, but I don't know. I think I'm, I think I'm also kind of turning into a sucker for, uh, for it's probably through watching guys like Giannis and Bobby, but uh you know, agile forwards is basically all it is guys who are probably tall enough to play center at times, but they're also quick enough to, to do a bit more. I, don't know, I didn't expect to ramble uh, about Trey Lyles like this, but perhaps I'm just avoiding the fact that the Bucks failed to, failed to inbound the ball within five seconds. And that was uh, shortly followed by a Rashawn Holmes putback. And uh, going along with the theme here, Trey Lyles would dunk on Giannis, but, uh, Giannis would go go right back at Lyles and finish a, uh, a really tough finger roll uh, over Lyles. I was really impressed by that. Looked like a really tough shot, tough arc at the time, but Giannis got it to fall. Uh, and uh, yeah, especially late in this game, it seemed like the basketball gods had really had... Uh, the Bucks' interest at heart with Drew Holiday tying tying the game at 123 uh, with a step back three. Then the Kings would have two turnovers and turn two turnovers in a row before Chris Middleton would sink uh, a pretty deep three off of a off of a crazy pass from Giannis on a drive and kick. Um, Although De'Aaron Fox would follow that up with a three uh, after a after a pump fake, but Giannis would also respond with a push shot over over a Kings defender. And what really sealed it for the Bucks were was back to back clutch steals from Wesley Matthews. Uh, and the Bucks won one thirty five to one twenty six. Giannis finished with. 36 points, 10 rebounds and two assists to DeMontis Sabonis's 22 points, five rebounds and seven assists. Uh, So yeah, everything, everything went right for the (laughs) Bucs. Pretty much right after Lyles dunked on Giannis, according to my notes here with uh, the crazy shot from, from Giannis, step back from Drew, um, Looks like four turnovers at least within the last, uh, you know, four four minutes tops for the Kings. Um, and maybe this is on me for building this up to to lead on a on a more sour note. But yeah, all of those turnovers and uh, you know risky passes from the Kings uh, that. Ended up benefiting the Bucks uh, You know It almost looked like the Bucks had Caught something in uh, in Sacramento as I thought uh, When we had already gone down uh, Significantly against The Timberwolves without Giannis uh, We'd get some uh, You know we get more uh, More infamous uh, Third quarter Bucks Against the Timberwolves, a lot of that having to do with um, some risky passes and silly turnovers. Before we get to that, though, um, we'd have a bit of fun after this game. So we had played the uh, the Kings on um, on three sixteen, which. Please forgive me for my lack of knowledge with the with the WWE, but I suppose that's in reference to Stone Cold Steve Austin, which is why Giannis was uncharacteristically drinking a beer uh, during his press conference. Uh, he might have even had a WWE hat on. No, no. No, I'm thinking of in I'm thinking of in Minnesota when Giannis was wearing an interesting hat when he was on the bench. But what I care most about is the fact that Giannis was had this beer next to him, and it just uh, reminded everyone of how uh, enormous Giannis is because he made he made a uh, presumably normal size uh, Coors Light. Looked like one of those tiny uh, soda cans that they'd only sell on like a cheap airline or something, and uh, you know, yeah, he could hardly even get it, get his, get his fingernail underneath the tab. It looked like he was really struggling, uh, trying to open the tiny thing. But yeah, even if I don't get all the references, I'm. Uh, always glad to see an upbeat Giannis uh, after a Bucks win, especially when uh, they may be nervous in the last uh, eight minutes or so. Uh, while Giannis was in Sacramento, he also met with the athletic Sam Amick. And that story just came out today uh, with some interesting quotes. This came out while I was at work, so I haven't had time to dissect this for, uh, because, yeah, it was interesting to say the least. I'm just going to read some of the quotes here. Uh, Giannis says, and this is regarding his hyperextended knee in uh, the most recent Eastern Conference Finals matchup between them and the Atlanta Hawks. What basically happened is that if my leg had hyperextended one more time, I was done. There was nothing to cut that was in there. It was torn already. I was out the piece that protected me from an AC from an MCL or ACL tear. There's a thing in your leg that protects you when you hyperextend your knee that doesn't let you go all the way back. So that was torn. Uh, yeah, I'm not um, any sort of medical expert there, but. So I feel like I might be missing a little bit from that quote. The point is. Point is, though, that uh, even Giannis is able to recognize how um, how close he was to um, not only missing the some of the best games of his life in the following se- series against the Suns and securing his first ever uh, NBA championship and finals MVP, but uh, we all know how different how well we, we, we can't know because that would be uh, an alternate timeline and this might be the last time I want to think about it but yeah Giannis's career could have been drastically uh different had a uh, you know had it had it played out uh even slightly different here um so of course I won't be able to follow um, some of these quotes relating to injuries well, but um, kind of another head scratcher that I read while at work was a quote from Giannis um, not wanting to wear a knee brace during the NBA finals after he had hurt his knee, which is even more puzzling, <laughs> especially when reading it after that quote. Uh, yeah, immediately following that quote, actually, I have a a screenshot of of a a, a larger portion of this article. Not surprisingly, uh, Bucks weren't entirely uh, comfortable with the with this unwelcome reality. So, as Ana de Dukumbo disclosed, uh, they came up with an idea. I don't know if you've seen where people wear a big brace on their knee, like Goran wears a big brace. They told me Giannis and Duncan wore this, so wear this. And he said, "Hell nah," <laughs> in Giannis's words. They said, "Giannis, you need to wear this," and they and they and they had made one specifically for me, being Giannis. Uh, Giannis said, "Hell no, I'm not wearing that shit," <laughs> so. Uh, yeah. Uh, I guess we can just continue to counter lucky stars, uh, with not only drafting a guy as incredible on the court as basketball, but being so entertaining and charming off it. <laughs> uh, I'll have more, uh, I'll have more, uh, wholesome Giannis content to get to later. You might know what I'm alluding to, but, um, I do have to close on this more unfortunate game, but uh, before we talk about some other stuff related to the topic, um, I'll remind everyone that we didn't have Giannis for this game, so for once, I'll grant us just one game we can forget about, (laughs) hopefully. We did still have that winning week uh, after the games against the the Jazz, and the Kings. I would have been much more disappointed had we lost to the Kings, uh, especially because the Timberwolves are better this year. A lot of that has to do with the uh, with the contributions from the super athletic and switchable forwards that uh, the Timberwolves uh, gained in recent seasons and they've developed and such as uh, uh, Jada McDaniels Who unfortunately is out indefinitely And will be reassessed in two weeks After spraining his left ankle uh, But uh, a guy who really uh, Showed his defensive Impact in this game was Jarrett Vanderbilt Who is who's The latest success Story out of uh, Minnesota And uh, um, he He's definitely a major part Of why uh, they've been a top top 10 uh, defense at least at some point in this year. Uh, yeah, for example, um, when I was uh, I don't know, I I have, I have a lot of fun watching this Timberwolves team more so when they're not kicking our easters, but um, I remembered uh, Ben Taylor's thinking basketball uh, put out a video on D'Angelo Russell, who is quote unquote playing the Draymond green role on defense, not producing at the same level as Draymond green. That's not the point of it, but D'Angelo Russell's actually playing the, playing the role as more of a roamer on defense with the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Timberwolves, uh, You know, after a chunk of this year, had a 103 defensive rating with D'Angelo Russell on the court and then a 116 defensive rating uh, without D'Angelo Russell. Of course, with defensive rating, you actually want the lower uh, number. So that's a uh, that's a plus 13 net rating with uh, D'Angelo Russell on the court, which is not a statement I thought I would ever say, but. Heck, these guys are world class athletes, so, uh, so yeah, we we should probably doubt them less, I'll say. And uh, lastly, before we get to the game action, uh, I had mentioned that Carl Anthony Towns had uh, sixty points uh, just before Kyrie put up at least fifty the day after. Uh, 32 of carl anthony towns 60 points came in the third quarter he didn't even realize that he had that many in the third uh but that is also 60 is also now a uh franchise record for the minnesota timberwolves so shout out to carl anthony towns he's been through a lot uh, in uh recent years uh, off the court and has continued to show improvement on the court uh Uh, funnily enough, uh, just after, uh, winning the three point shootout, which probably means more for a big guy, I'd imagine, but not something that, uh, usually triggers, uh, much from a guy, you know, guys would probably be more excited about winning the dump, w- winning the dump contest or something, but, uh, cat's probably been planting those seeds all year. Without further ado, I'll get into this, uh, this disappointing game in which the Timberwolves embarrassed the Bucks, uh, even though they were without Giannis. We did get Pat Connaughton back in this game, and Pat actually uh, sunk five threes for the Bucks. Which, had you told me that before the game, I wouldn't have thought that we'd lose by nineteen points one nineteen to one thirty eight, and uh, that was a major concern, at least for me, because um pat had broken a finger in his shooting hand so i thought sure even if he can get on get on the court without risk of breaking it again or being in extreme pain if something happens to it uh you know i thought there was a chance it could really affect his shot and maybe it still will but hitting 5 of 11 from a three seems to be a good omen buck starters in this one were drew holiday grace and allen Chris Middleton, Bobby Portis, and Brook Lopez getting his first start uh, since his return. So that's something to keep an eye on uh, moving forward. Is uh, who will remain the starting center for this Bucks team? It might be a little quick to give it back to Brooke Lopez, um, and Bobby certainly earned a starting spot. But uh, hopefully, you know, I don't, I don't see. Both of those guys uh, seem to be seem to have extremely high character. So whatever Bud's decision um, ends up being, uh, uh, I feel safe saying that that they'll respect it. Ultimately, I think the goal is to get Brooke back in the starting lineup because, uh, similar to when we won a championship, uh, almost exactly. Nine months ago, right? Math. Eight months ago, whatever. In July, when we, when we run, when we won our championship, uh, Brooke Lopez was an enormous part of that. So was Bobby, but uh, you know, perhaps Bobby can have a have a have a better impact off, off the bench because uh, he's more impactful. On offense as opposed to defense. It's a lot closer to even uh, for Brooke, who you know unlocks a ton for us on both ends of the court. But yeah. Wait and see. Either way, it shouldn't matter a ton. The Timberwolves starters were D'Angelo Russell, uh, Patrick Beverly, Anthony Edwards, Jarrett Vanderbilt, and Carl Anthony Towns. Uh early in this game, Edwards had a few uh, a few hiccups, I thought. Uh, you know, including at least one turnover. Uh, but then Anthony ever Anthony Edwards would shortly follow that up with 12 straight points. He wouldn't be the first Timberwolf, uh to have 12 straight points in this game, which uh probably speaks to how much of a mess this one was, but um the point that I had possibly buried the most was, Uh, some uh, unlikely entertainment late in the first quarter where uh, Torian Prince uh wrapped up Serge Ibaka uh, after a free throw. The two got a little physical uh, underneath the rim as Serge was trying trying to secure the rebound, and uh, even though Serge was uh you know using his strength to get. Prince out of the way. Prince kind of wrapped his left arm uh, around Serge's head. And then Serge had, uh, had two arms shoved Prince. Uh, not a good idea because, you know, that's pretty much automatically a technical foul uh, in the NBA. But it's hard to blame Serge for getting upset. We know he's been a tempered boy. Uh, in the past, namely with Marquise Chris, when he was uh, when he was on the Toronto Raptors, as he threw some punches there. Uh, not to rub salt in old wound, but um, yeah, he's gotten into it with guys in the past, but you know, he had he had one shove to get to get Torian Prince uh, off of him, and the two you know, cooler heads were seeming to prevail as the two still had had their hands on each other, but they were calming down. Serge had already turned his head and was, and was talking to the ref, but then Pat Bev flew in out of nowhere, uh, kind of, kind of looking like a, like a jealous toddler on the playground or something and, uh, pushed Serge, uh, as things were already cooling down. And then, and then, uh, George Hill kind of came out of nowhere, like an outside linebacker, and and uh, shoved Pat Beverly right back, and much deserved. So, uh, George Hill and uh, Patrick Beverly each got ejected for escalating the situation that was already diffusing. And uh, yeah, and Serge Ibaka uh, got a technical. You know, it's interesting because. Had he gotten two technicals for the shove, and then later on approaching Patrick Beverly again after the situation was simmering down, he would have been ejected. So he must have only got one technical, you know, for those two uh two incidents. Cause uh the end result was that is that it was the Timberwolves who were who, who got the extra free throw after the fact, because Pat Bev and George Hill had canceled each other out, and uh, I guess the refs uh, felt that Serge overreacted to the whole situation in general, and maybe they're not wrong. Uh, either way, after the first quarter, the Wolves were up twenty-eight to thirty-four, another high-scoring affair, but still in reach for the Bucks yet. Um, but yeah, some of the physicality had bled over into the second quarter with. Bobby Portis and Nas Reed getting assessed for uh, double technicals, but it wasn't nearly as contentious as uh, as uh, it was just minutes before in basketball time. Uh, yeah, Bobby and Reed were having some words for each other. Um, they had they had kind of bumped chests a little bit, but it wasn't it wasn't anything out of hand. Um, can't really fault the refs for it though, considering, um, you know, that's, you know, that singular moment was, you know, maybe the most heated the Bucks, uh, had gotten with a team all year. Of course, the Grayson Allen situation comes to mind, but, uh, you know, all the backlash from that came, uh, retroactively. Uh, and I just thought it was funny because you could hear a lot um, from Bobby Portis arguing with the ref over the broadcast. And one thing I can make out for sure was was Bobby saying, so what? We can't talk shit now. And it was comedic. We uh, Bobby was arguing with the ref for a really long time. Uh, but ultimately, I think the technicals came mainly due to the due to the chest contact and also the fact that, uh, they weren't so far removed from two guys getting ejected before that. Um, I've referenced this before, but, uh, Brooke was getting the benefit of the ref swallowing their, uh, whistles as cat was driving at Brooke several times. And, uh, yeah, even though Cat finished with a nice line of 25 points, 11 rebounds, and uh, five assists, he definitely left uh, he definitely uh, left a lot on the table there uh, going at Brooke. Um, although the Bucks had, uh, well, it wasn't the worst of it. Uh, we got we still have some uh, awful third quarter bucks uh, ahead of us ahead of us here but they um had continued to dig their hole in this game with a 12 point uh deficit going into the second half 56 to 68 timberwolves chris had 13 points six rebounds and three assists and carl anthony towns had 17 points and nine rebounds uh oddly enough brooke lopez had the first 11 points of the second half but the Timberwolves just kept raining in threes as, uh, they just actually continued to build their lead with Brooke going on this alarming run. And, uh, yeah, later on in the third was when, um, I had kind of made the connection, uh, between the, between the awful, uh, overly risky cross court passes that, uh, that uh, that the Timberwolves' athletic forwards were able to uh, jump into the passing lanes and grab. So yeah, not your best night when you're drawing comparisons to the Sacramento Kings. To be sure, uh, I wrote down in my notes verbatim: turnovers and lazy passes are making me sick, and I stand by it. I thought the Bucks started to show a little bit of life, but then uh, Bud started to wave the white flag early in this game with only Bobby as the lone starter late in the third quarter. Uh, Wesley Matthews would hit back to back threes, but uh, the Timberwolves had not sh- stopped shooting lights out either. Uh, as uh, after three quarters, the Wolves still led. 82-106, to 106, now a 24-point deficit, and Chris was still leading the Bucks with 15 points, 7 rebounds, 5 assists. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns with 25 points, 11 rebounds, and 4 assists. And it's hard to blame Bud, you know, acknowledging that that, that third quarter was so ugly and the Bucks didn't really have many high points at all throughout the entire game. But I don't know. I still was, was pretty annoyed that bud didn't really play. He didn't pay, excuse me. He didn't play drew or Chris at all in the fourth quarter after sitting both of them uh, early in the third, you know, the NBA has a lot more of a high variance lead Now that three pointers have a, you know, become a bigger part of the game and uh, yeah, 20 point uh, deficits aren't the the same as what they used to be. So, you know, with if we had had an extra uh, 12 or more minutes with uh, Drew and Chris, maybe we could have done something, but. Who am I kidding? This is probably probably the point where I should remind myself to relax a little bit because we didn't have Giannis, so we have a built-in excuse there. It never really looked great from the jump, and God forbid uh, Chris or Drew, uh, you know, if either of them would have gotten hurt in this game, we really would have been kicking ourselves because ultimately it's not the most important game. Wow. Okay. Pardon me for live podcasting here, but I went over to the standings because after the game, I was especially disappointed because the uh, Sixers had overtaken the Bucks for second place in the Eastern conference standings, but the Sixers must have just recently lost. They are now match the Bucks with 27 losses, but the Bucks have uh one more win with 44 wins. Uh, at the time, I was a little bummed that we had given up so easily uh, since it had meant we lost our uh, second place spot for a moment. But it's still very fluid because the uh, Boston Celtics are currently in fourth and they are also only three and a half games behind the Heat. Uh, just having played uh, two more games than the Sixers uh, and uh Going five hundred in those extra two games, with uh, one more win and one more, one more loss than the Sixers, and uh, I think the Sixers also have the tiebreaker against the Bucks now as well. Because I think we had the same record as the Sixers uh, when uh, when they had taken over our spot for second place. I'll quickly go over the rest of this fourth quarter. Uh, <laughs> I noted that at one point we had a Jordan Wara, Pat Connaughton, Thanasis, Antetokounmpo, Serge Ibaka, and Brooke Lopez lineup. And afterward, after that question mark, I just said, I'm pissed. And it's no surprise, but I think I was justified. Oh, I... I feel like I'm not as much of a Jordan Noir hater compared to a lot of uh, Bucks Twitter. I happen to enjoy the experience, and I know that at the end of the day, he's not going to be a huge part of our team. So if we ever do choose to sit all of our starters in any of these uh, late season games, if we secure a spot, I think it's fun to have a guy like him and a guy with a... some higher potential, but this might've been the worst game I had seen from Jordan Awara. He, he had several turnovers and not just like, it it seemed like he just couldn't handle the ball. I feel like he was, he was stripped multiple times or at least uh, came close to being stripped uh, multiple times. Uh, And then lastly, the stat that jumped out to me, was uh, the Bucks losing the points off turnover. Uh, points off turnovers battle late in the third quarter, 2-22. to 22. And that was just uh, really embarrassing to see. Uh, testament to how important Giannis is, because that would have been much different if he were out there. Uh, but again, shouldn't have been that bad. Uh, even without Giannis, in my opinion, uh, wow! I know we're already beyond an hour at this point of recording, but I hope everyone saw Giannis's uh, free agency pitch, uh, showcasing warm and beautiful Milwaukee, Wisconsin. He said, "He said, don't look at the sweatshirt. Look at these beautiful Milwaukee beaches and." Is perfect timing because I had just been on a walk to not quite by where he was, but uh, I live I live close to close to the lake there, right by the colectivo. So, uh yeah, that video of that Giannis had posted on Twitter was actually the first thing I looked at when I sat back on my couch after after a quick uh, afternoon stroll. So, knowing I was I was that close to to. You know our franchise's goat just made me feel feel a little more warm and fuzzy inside. Uh, Giannis is the only thing that I'll admit uh, makes me warm and fuzzy. <laughs> don't want to overuse that. Um, and uh, our up our upcoming schedule moving forward uh, tomorrow Tuesday the twenty second the. Bucks are playing the Chicago Bulls at seven o'clock. Uh, they're playing the wizards Thursday at Fiserv forum. I'm guessing another seven o'clock game. Uh, I think that's the night they're giving out the replica championship rings, but don't quote me on that. That's a quick Google. <laughs> uh, and then we play the Grizzlies Saturday at seven. So circle that on your calendar as well. Uh, Yeah, a couple big games here. Uh, I believe Patrick Williams returned. Uh, Well, I think he's returning tonight, like currently, as I'm recording here on March 21st, uh, on a Monday evening. Uh, That shouldn't make or break a win for the the Milwaukee Bucks. He's a second-year guy, so Chicago doesn't want to attach, you know, so much of their hope to uh, Patrick Williams, but he, he proved to, you know, I mean, he was, he was picked like what fourth overall. And at the time people thought it was a reach, but uh, you know, before it, before the injury, uh, it looked like that was kind of justified. And with, um, you know, the way their, their rosters built, especially guard heavy, having, having a Patrick Williams out there, uh, you'd, you thought at the beginning of the season that he was slotted in as the uh, starting power forward and on their depth chart, uh, he should have a major impact on them moving forward. Should still be a bucks win. uh, people have come back down to earth on the, on the Chicago bulls, uh, you know, knowing that something had to give, uh, had to give here with how congested the Eastern conferences, uh, but we'll see tomorrow, and uh, I'll recap that uh, on next week's episode. Until then, I'll see you in another life, brother. Thank you for tuning in to Knuck a You Buck, the Milwaukee Bucks podcast. We hope you join us again soon. See you in another life, brother.